With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome everybody to the House of David Ministries. I am Pastor Summer Allen. And I am Pastor Keith Allen. Thank you guys for joining us for the last... Uh, week of summer Bible study or Bible school, whatever you want to title it to yourself. <laughs> um, it has been a journey. Uh, we've gone over uh, quite a bit. Hopefully you guys retained some things. Um, not that you retain it all because no one retains 100% of what they learn. Oh, I think but it's definitely you, on you, time, though. Yeah, you definitely will retain what is, you know, required for you to know. So don't beat yourself up if you don't remember everything. All right? So we're going to get started with prayer. Then we'll be doing the seven, uh, the seventh church, the seventh seal and trumpet. And uh, we'll be coming out of Revelation chapter 3 uh, for the seventh church. We'll start there, and then we'll get into the seal and the trumpet after that and. um Chapters 8 and 11. Okay? Okay. Get started. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for your blessed hand upon our lives, Lord God. We thank you for your ever-loving power, dear Lord God, and everlasting power, dear Lord God, that dwells upon us all, dear Lord God. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ right now for what you do for us each and every day of our lives. We thank you, dear Lord God, for the good and the bad times in which you have brought us through. We pray in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, that we continue, dear Lord God, to show you, dear Lord God, respect, honor, and glory for all that you do, dear Lord God, and all that you are. And we pray in Jesus' name, dear Lord God, as we come to you on one accord, dear Lord God, may our hearts and our minds be open, dear Lord God, to your word tonight, dear Lord God. May we receive a profound revelation, dear Lord God. May our eyes be open to your will, dear Lord God, and your mysteries, Dear Lord God, as your word says, if we seek you, dear Lord God, we shall find you, dear Lord God. And we pray in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, and just ask that you continue to work on us, dear Lord God, continue, dear Lord God, to increase us in the spirit, and continue, dear Lord God, to have your word grow within us. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. All right. So let's get started. Revelation is chapter 3. Now, thus far, I'm going to go um, just a recap of the churches we've gone over. Uh-huh. Um, we've gone over Pergamus. I mean, I'm going to start with uh, Ephesus, the church that lost its love, its first love, which is God himself. Then we went over Smyrna, the second church, which was suffering because of the lack of their understanding of the word. So they were easily persuaded. Uh, Pergamus, which was the the church was uh, with Pergamus and Theatira, 
those two churches are kind of almost the same because Pergamus was a theological church that just allowed any kind of doctrine to flow within uh, their borders. And the same with the actual church. They um, were tolerant to anything. They just, okay, just willy-nilly and let things happen. And that's how you can easily get persuaded. And what you saw they did, um, they allowed the surroundings and the people who dwelt among them to influence them to change away from their own doctrine. And then we had Sardis, the dead church. And then we have Philadelphia, the faithful church. Okay? Now we're, and, and, and we're dealing with Odyssea to this today, which is the self-sufficient church, but it's a self-sufficient church of selfishness. So don't get it twisted that it's, no, oh, they're, 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 they're self-efficient, they're, they're all that. No, they have some issues going on in this church, and we will find out that today of how uh, off track we can easily get. So Revelation chapter 3, yes. Verses uh, <clears throat> fourteen twenty two, and you're gonna notice something very different. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's everybody? Oh, doing okay. Good. Doing good. How are you doing there? Is Miss Summer on the phone? Yes. Hi, Summer. Hi. How are you? Pastor Keith, how are you? Huh? Doing great. Thank you. That's cool. I've been missing you guys. i got a part-time gig going on. Oh, wow. Great that you can join us. Yeah, I feel good. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) All right, so every church um, that Christ had... um, expressed his um, desires for them to be greater. He gave them, uh, you know, the wagon of the finger, I would say. You know how you get in trouble with your parents? Mm-hmm. And they call you by your, you know, your first name, right? And they just keep calling you like, you know, Debbie Summer or Chris Paul. Whatever your first name is, they call you by that name. You notice Christ did that with the other churches. He called the Church of Ephesus, the Church of Pergamos, and the Church of Philadelphia, right? Well, he did something different with this last church. Check out verse 14 here, chapter 3. He says, And unto the angel of the Church of Laodiceans, he pointed out to a people now. He's pointing... In other words, when your mom or your dad gets to the point where you're no longer your first name, you're your first, your middle, and your last name, (laughs) that's what Jesus is doing right now. He's calling them out. Okay? So get this. He says, write to this church. These things says the amen. Now, I want to stop there because this amen, I want to set the record straight for this because it has a lot of meaning. And some people only know it to mean, so let it be, or, you know, finished. However, when you go and truly study what the word means, 
Christ uses it all the time in his speeches and the Gospels. He says, barely, barely, or truly, truly. That's what the amen means. It means truth. That's what it means. It says the amen, meaning I'm the word of God. I am the truth. So he says, says the amen, says the truth. The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would, I would rather, and I'm rephrasing this, I would rather thou be cold or hot, but choose one, he's saying. I would rather you be one of them. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. In other words, he will spit you out or vomit you out. He's rejecting you. So that's why, they, that's why they're called now by their first, middle, and last name. He's calling them out. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not, that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Wow. But they say have no need of nothing. But, but Christ says otherwise. He says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyesalve that thou mayest see. They got some issues going on. And we all get caught up in that sometimes. We feel that we've reached the pinnacle of our being, whatever it is, maybe in the Word of God, preaching, teaching, counseling, Whatever it is we're doing, we think we, we're the it. We think we're the all in all. And you, you, you see people who get a lot of money, and they think that they don't need God no more because they, they got it all. They don't, they, they don't have no need for nothing. What Christ is trying to tell us all right now, it's not about the riches. Because, you know, as the saying goes, you can be rich but you can be poor in morals. So you need to be careful about how you carry yourself. He says in verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be, be zealous, therefore, and repent. As many as he loves, he will chastise you. And he rebukes. He says in verse 20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Now you notice this is the same thing he said in the Gospels. If I knock on the door and you answer, you shall, you sh I will come unto you and you will sit with me, you will reign with me in my Father's throne. He says this in the Gospels. Why is he saying this? 
we're going to get to that to the to the end uh, to the point of this all because this church has seems like to me of all the churches it really has the biggest issue. He says, "To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame." And am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Sit with me in my throne. I'm going to run over to 1 John chapter 5. Okay? First John chapter 5. And I'm going to read a few verses in here, and, and, and I'm going to stop, and then you guys tell me where you stand on this, or where you getting. Verse, verse 1, whosoever, now this, get this now, because we're going to talk about this ties in with this, and it's going to tie in also with that seventh trumpet. I want you to think about your salvation. Think about those names who are written in the book of life. As he says, the only ones that will remain is the ones with the name of the book of life and war to those who are not. So get this. Whosoever believeth, in verse 1, that Jesus is the, the Christ, is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot love, or begot love him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. They're not heavy laden, like he said in the scriptures. They're not a burden unto us, because all he told us to do is love one another. That's all you got to do. That's what he's saying here. Verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. You see that? You notice in every church, what did he say? He who who can uh, overcome. He who overcomes. For whatsoever is born of God can overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcame the world. Even our faith. Who? is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. That, who, that is the person who can overcome this world. Believing in the name of Christ. He who oh, has ear, let him hear what the church and what the Spirit has to say. He who overcomes will have everlasting life would dwell with him. And I, go ahead. So I, I want to open the floor up for that because I, I want to stop there. I'm going to read some more of, of, of 1 John mm-hmm. chapter 5 later on, but I wanted to stop there with that, and then we'll continue on with uh, verses 6 on down to 12. But I just wanted to open the floor up for everyone right now. I don't want to be the only one talking. 
But what's your question here? We want to try to make sure we're staying in line with the question of, of are we questioning where, where we think we are in salvation? Or? No, just whatever opinion, whatever thing you got. If you've got a question, if you got something to add to. Well, I think that, honestly, I think that the whole study that we've been on in Revelations has been on time. And I even think that this chapter that we're talking about, the Laodiceans, is, is extremely crucial and on time right now with everything that's going on in the world. Um, it's kind of like um, a time where people don't know or see that, you know, um, your faith is being challenged in so many different ways. And how you represent God or how you stand for Christ is being um challenged right now when it comes to the world. It's like, you know, who's on the Lord's side is the real true big question that is that is out in the atmosphere right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, people may see it in so many different ways where they're talking about, you know, okay, racism, you know, um, uh, political views or, uh, you know, different things that are going on in the world as regards to, I mean, there's so many different, you know, points of view right now in the world, you can't even name them all. But when when it really comes down to it, God is saying who is on the Lord's side, Mm -hmm. that we can't get sucked into the world and everything the world views and everything that would cause us to, to, um, to rise to different emotions and get caught up in the world. But it's time to stand back and see what is God saying. Where are we at in God? Right. Where are you at in your in your journey with God? Even today, you know, I, I have posted something on, on Facebook talking about spiritual blindness and the fact that right now that's a prevalent thing because spiritual blindness, you know, happens to us all sometimes because we don't really know. We get caught up with the world or we get caught up with the things in the world. So then it kind of blinds us to where we are in the midst of the journey. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is with everything that we were learning here in Revelations is the journey, you know, from house to house to house to house. And where are you in, in, the, in the scheme of the whole thing? Are you the, in the Church of Philadelphia? Are you representing the Church of uh, Sardis? You know, are you, are, where are you at mm-hmm. spiritually? And to considering yourself and considering your own ways and whether or not that you are truly living this thing out in the way that it is supposed to. And we have to humble ourselves and humble our own hearts and not be too high-minded. Like he has said, you think that you've already got this thing sold up, that basically you are, okay, I'm, I'm saved and that's it, and I got my ticket, I'm on my way to heaven. <laughs> you know, if you can't have that mindset. Is what he's saying here. He's saying to look at, really truly look at yourself. See whether you hot or you cold for Christ, or are you just a little bit lukewarm? Oh, that's the thing. The in between things, the in between people. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you know, he don't he don't want to tell me that. I want to I want to know if you're either hot or cold. Right. So I know how to deal with you. Right. Are you either for me or, or against, against me? Right. That's so, it. I mean, because when it comes down to it. And when it comes down to that to, to that day, even of judgment, that's the only question. They ain't going to be like, oh, well, you know, she was kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean, or, you know, you, you did run well, who did hinder you? You know, um, it, it's about standing 
and remaining, or even like we say in, in Psalms 91 where he says that he who dwells abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Abide, stay there, dwell in God, lean upon his understanding and not your own. You know, it's about existing. Like, like the Bible says, in him do I live move and have my being. So that means that everything, in all thoughts, in all movements, in all my faith, in all of who I am, in the way that I speak, or the choices that I make. Well, you got to remember, um, for each and every one of us in our walk in Christ, as we try to get closer and closer to God, we have to remember that, as Paul says, you know, each day you have to renew yourself. Right. You can never think that you've reached a finish line, you know, and you're still running a race. Right. You're still running a race. You Until Christ says, you know, welcome home or come on in, yep. you are running this race. You're, running the, you're still on the race. So you got to continue to build yourself up. Mm-hmm. you got to continue to strive and, and move forward in, in Christ. Mm-hmm. You can't let anything hinder you. You know, you got to look at it at, at, you know, as a track star, running track. You know, people run hurdles. And that's how you got to look at life. You got to take one hurdle at a time. You can't jump them all at once. Yeah. You got to jump one hurdle at a time. And it all has to be on a timing sequence. Right. You got to get those three or four steps in there and boom, you got to get back up. So if you that timing is off, yeah, I'm going to hit that hurdle, and you're going to be eating some concrete. Right. right. Yep. So that's how our, our life is in Christ. Mm-hmm. We have to, you know, stay, keep that timing. Right. And keep it every day. Boom. Okay. What, what, what time is this life before me today? All, all I know is when I walk out of the door, I'm going to take my Jesus with me. Right. And that's what we got to do. We can't sit there and say, oh, oh Christ, don't worry about it. You can stay home today. I'll be all right. <laughs> can't do that. I mean, come on now. We, we, we're in this for the long haul. But you have got to understand that it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. That's right. It is a marathon, and you've got to run it. you got to pace yourself. And, and, and you have to condition yourself for it. You can't sprint through a marathon. The only person I know did that was Jonah. But he had, he had to finish. <laughs> He hadn't finished, so <laughs> so I'm just saying. <laughs> unless you get unless you get that Jonah experience, that's the only way I can see you do it. <laughs> but you know, just just know that you know we build upon ourselves each and every day to try to be better than we were yesterday. I don't care if it's an inch, but you know you grew that inch from yesterday. Yeah, towards the mark. Maybe some days it might be a foot, maybe 10 yards. Who knows? But whatever that growth is, be thankful to God that it is growth. Yes. And that's how we got to see our, our, our walk in Christ. I mean, I, I just want to say this real quick before you move on, too. It's just like being an addict. I mean, there's no other real way, I think, that is really so conducive to to who, you know, sinners are saved by grace. 
because you know how addicts say, you know, I'm recovering. I'm a recovering addict, right? So you acknowledging that you have a weakness in a certain area and that I'm working, building and building myself to be strong in that area, right? So that's the same thing in our walk in Christ is, is that I'm a recovering addict. You know what I mean? I was, I was addicted to sin. You, you see what I'm saying? And it was part of me and who I was. And now all I'm doing right now is, is that I'm working to be, you know, to, to, be, uh, uh, to be in control of those areas in my life. I can't ever think that I'm not that per- you know, that I can't be that person anymore. Because if not, oh, 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 that must be that area I need to test you in then. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's um, you know, you, 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 can't, you have to be humble. Give God the glory. The Lord is our deliverer, you know? Yeah, we we will find out as we read through this how Satan works, right? And um, and, and you all know how he tempted Christ in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And you know when when it said that you know when Christ had overcome his temptations, it said that the, that Satan departed from him. But it said he departed from him for a season. For a season. Mm-hmm. So he's coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, you got me today, but I'll be back tomorrow. Or <laughs> well, I'll be back next week. You might have a smooth ride. You may have that, that five-month period where you just, everything's selling smooth for you, and then all of a sudden you hit a dead end. That's Satan coming back in your life like, I got a new trick. Let's see if you pass the test. And don't forget your last testimony. <laughs> Keep that right in your back pocket because you need it. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Are we good? I I was saying that um, even though, I don't know, I'm thinking in my head that even though in the midst of life things happen, and even though we know that if we don't walk in the spirit, we'll fulfill the best of the flesh. I believe that we can sometimes pay so much attention to sinning or God be sinned or a weakness that our eyes are off God and not in a place where it's fake humility where, oh, you know, if I don't remember this, then I don't think I'm humble. But I'm thinking that if I'm righteous, it's because of Adam. I have nothing to do with it. But it's because of one man, we're all born in sin and shape in iniquity. And because of the second Adam, by his righteousness, we are therefore righteous. If I feel like I'm constantly working for this, then, I mean, I, I guess that is my struggle sometimes. Because on one hand, there is work that involves, but I think that there should be a balance where if I'm constantly thinking, of I am weak or, you know, the enemy's going to get me or the trials are always there. Where in my head am I focusing on God? And, and, and how do I balance that? Well, that, that's the thing. You, you, your mind should be on God. It, it, that's what Christ said, love. Because if you're forever loving, mm-hmm. you can't have somebody, you know, how, you know, people gossip and they come to you with the gossip. 
That's death. That's all it is. So you need to try to remove that stuff away from you. So that's the constant work that we have to go through, not falling back into the trap. When you've pulled yourself out of the ditch, now you're, you're following Christ. You're saying, I'm, I, I just want to be pure love. And that's what you got to maintain. Because as you know, as soon as you let your guard down, this is what he's telling these people. They say they don't need nothing else. All of a sudden, Christ saying, wait a minute. You, 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 you just wretched and you ain't no good. Because when you, when you see that, okay, Christ gave me my salvation, you start to take it for granted. So you have to stay humble and love. Yeah. You can't allow yourself to say, oh, I don't need to work at it. Because as soon as you don't keep, keep your guard up, because that's like saying oh, if I'm in a boxing match, I'm just going to drop my guards because I feel I don't have to do it anymore. And then you get punched in the face. So you always got to keep your guards up, no matter what. Yeah. You know, it's I that, was thinking, Pastor, not to cut you up, but I was thinking where the balance could come in because I, I, I kind of know that what Nadine is relating to mm-hmm. and where the balance is like knowing where you are. Because you're not, no matter where you are, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. We are redeemed because he he has redeemed us, and we are saved because he saved us. But knowing where you are versus where maybe you're coming from or where you could be, so that because in the walk of life, you're still not altogether in the in the, in, the, in the spirit, no matter how you try to be in the spirit, there is still the flesh inside of you. So it's a constant struggle. So even though you're in the joy and you know the truth, there is the fleshy man kind of pulling you away. And sometimes you get stronger with the test of life and depending on where, how much battles you've had. There are areas that you get stronger in. Like I believe this morning I heard you said, Nadie, that you wouldn't rob a bank. You understand, but you, you, or you wouldn't uh, cheat on your husband or something that's big. But then in your heart, you may, you know, not be obedient. Mm-hmm. You understand? And then Christ looks at it the very same way. And you have to, these are the little struggles that we have. But in that, we have to remember that we're still more than conquerors. So yet still all of these things I'm working on. You understand? Because you have to know that you are not God, that there's going to be things that you're working on forever. Yes, you are redeemed, but you also need to be a better person. You can't get saved and be at saving station, right? Right there and nothing happens, right? right? you got to work on because there are some demons that you had in your life, like from the
in this argument. I can't be in this crowd because there I don't feel too safe right here. And I'm right. not going to be hurting. So I got to go over there in order to save the little salvation that I have. I'm still safe. If I punch somebody in the face, I'm still safe. Yes. But that act is not an act. That's not the brand that I want to showcase. That's not the Christ in me. Right. That's the flesh. That, so that's where the struggle of thinking yes. that comes in. But the balance is to know where you are. I know where grace has stepped in. I know that if you fall in sin, you can pick back up, get up, yes. stay down, and say, oh, God, I punched somebody in the face, and God is never going to forgive me. But kind of like turn it around and mm-hmm. ask for forgiveness. And may God know that, you know, I'm really struggling with this as a person. This is not the God part of me today. You understand? Right. That's how I'm interpreting it. I don't know if that answered any of my questions or, you know, or where there could be a balance. Yeah, yeah, yes. the, yeah the, 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 the spirit is always going to want to do right. Mm-hmm. It's yes. the flesh that gets you because the flesh allows other spirits to come in as well. So, again, oh, yes. this is the battle that we, we deal with, you know, jealousy, envy, greed, you know, you know all kind of crazy that Right, that may come in on you, and it's not truly you. You know, our flesh, everybody's flesh, everybody's flesh has some kind of weakness, right? And we all don't have the same weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. For me, I love sweets, right? That's a weakness, <laughs> right? So you know, but you know, that weakness can take me down a dark road, and it can be the subtlest thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Who knows? Come, come, come! You know, come that last day. You know, you're sitting in front of me with a cake, and ain't nothing to eat. Remember, you tell your salmon, and I see that cake, and my flesh like, man, you know what? Whatever you say, just give me that cake. You know, so that's a battle. I'm gonna have to win. Right, that's a battle. I'm gonna have to win, right? So someone else, like, like, like Sister um, uh, David just said, you know, it, it's the anger that you have to control. You know, you don't want to turn into the Hulk. You know, getting up on people, right? So you have, you have to, this is a battle every day. Even like she said, you know, prior to her life with Christ, this is the way she was. Now this is the way she is. But we all know if you, you press the right button, we all will revert back to our BC date. The thing I would like to say is that life in general is training. This whole planet is a training ground for all of us in any and all situations. Finding out where we're weak at, finding out where we're strong at, knowing when to call God, knowing when to let God. Knowing when to be quiet, knowing when to speak, we have to learn these things because it was easy for us to learn the things in flesh. I'm hungry. I'm cold. You know, I I, I want that dress. I want them shoes. You know, it's easy for us because our senses is, is the main thing that we learn from being babies. That's all we learn. 
Mm-hmm. And then when we find out, wait a minute, there's another sense that we haven't been training at all, our spirit. Mm-hmm. And now we have to start back over as if we were babies all over again and learn how to use our spirit sense. Amen. And there's going to be times when we're going to fail. We're going to fall. We're going to touch that oven. Even though mama said it's hot, don't touch it. Our spirit body is going to be like, that looks so pretty, and I just want to touch it just once. And then I'll leave it alone, I promise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if you think about the fact that, you know, and remember the main thing that Jesus is with you all the, all the time, Holy Spirit is with you all the time. I wouldn't so much worry about where I was weak at, but know what my weakness is. Half the battle is knowing what your weakness is right. so that it doesn't own you, you own it. Right. Come on, girl. I know. That, Amen. That's right. That's what all of that is what they're trying to say. You know, they not trying to, you know, make it heavier than what it is, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just knowing that God is involved in my life every day, that I am going to mess up at some times, but God is right there with me, okay? I'm a child learning every single day, and it's going to take me some time. And thank God that he's put time here for me to learn whatever it is that he has shaping mold me into who he needs me to be. And not who I was in the other five senses that shaped me in the past. Because even in this walk, too, you not only need to forgive others, but you got to forgive yourself for what you did in the past and not beat yourself up about it. Because it's, you just, at the end of the day, another way that the devil is tricking you. Turmoil comes consequences, right? We, yeah. an action 
would cause, uh, you know, a consequence to happen. So the seventh seal is about to be opened. Chapter 8, verse 1. And it says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. In human time, that is a very long time. Very long time. Because you got to remember, one day with the Lord is like a thousand years. Right? For, for us. So 30 minutes is a very long time. Like 100 years of silence. <laughs> so 30 minutes is very long. So he says, uh, half a space of 30 minutes. And I saw the seven angels who stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And we've been talking about these trumpets, you know, over the last few weeks. And the seventh seal lets you know that everything is about to go down. We don't broke the seals. The seals were just a revelatory eye-opener to let you know, hey, you know, you felt the earthquake, so that means somewhere overseas there's going to be a tsunami, right? We know that. Wherever there's an earthquake on the opposite side of that ocean, it's where the tsunami is going to happen. Yes. So we know that. That's what God is saying. I broke a seal. Something's about to happen. Right? And he says in verse 3, And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came from the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. Now get this. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. I said, something's about to happen. And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. Here comes the tsunami. Verse 7, the first angel sounded. Now, we went through this already, so I'm not going to read it. So, you see, earthquake happened. Tsunami's coming. The trumpets are about to be sounded. When God gives a declaration that something happened, there's nothing on this earth can stop the motion of it from happening. Just like that tsunami. I don't care what wall you put up, that tsunami is coming through. Because it's coming fast and it's going to come high. As you see it, you can literally see the freaking bottom of the ocean as this water draws back. It draws back some hundred yards, and it just rushes back in. You know how you, when you're in, in your bathtub and you splash the water this way, you see how the water come that way, then it rushes back? 
That's how tsunamis are. And it wipes everything out. There's nothing you can do when God's word is put in motion. Nothing you can do. But pray that you're on the right side of that word. Because if you're on the wrong side of that word, as he says in his, in his word, woe unto you. Because it ain't going to be a good thing for you. Here comes the trumpet. We're going to move over to chapter 11 to talk about the trumpet. The, 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 the seal was just, again, a, a foreshadow and, and a warning shot, you know, to let you know, like, here it comes. So chapter 11, verse 15 is where I'm going to start. The seventh trumpet. Now, this is where we're going to jump, be jumping back into First John here in just a second. He says, verse 15, chapter 11, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. He's taken back what is his. And it of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped him, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry. Get this. They're angry. Why? Because they have no control no more. So we always talk about big brothers watching and, you know, the Illuminati and all this other stuff. It don't matter. They can do whatever they want to do because come judgment day, all the little power that they thought they had is gone. Now they're upset, right? So all the nations were angry and thy wrath is come. In the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. So all these people, you hear on the news, this person is doing that, he's doing this, destroying this, doing that, and this is going to take this. God will take care of it all in the end. He will take care of it all. Because what we do affect the whole creation of God. People don't realize that. You've got to consider that when you're committing some kind of sin or anything that is outside the will of God, it's kind of like your body. Take, take that into consideration. A small particle gets into your nose or your mouth. And next thing you know, your whole body is sick. Think about that and translate that into creation. When one of us, just one of us, do something bad, it's a ripple effect in, in, in God's creation. Because everything God created is tied together. It's all tied together. You, you don't, don't leave your mind here on this earth knowing that God had created the universe and the heavens 
when you when you do something wrong, why do you think God know it? Because there's a ripple effect. It's like throwing that little pebble in the lake. The lake is mighty and large, but the little one little pebble you throw caused that ripple to just go all through the lake. That little sin that you did, that little act that you did, causes a ripple effect. You know, um, I don't know if you guys know who Nietzsche is. He's a philosopher from, I want to say he was from Austria, I believe, or Russia, one of the two. I can't exactly remember where he was from. But nonetheless, Nietzsche wrote some papers, right? And everybody's like, oh, Nietzsche is, you know, he's a great philosopher. But do you know those very writings of Nietzsche was the reason that Hitler came to be? A young boy named Adolf Hitler read those papers of that philosopher and got in his mind that he's going to create this master race based on the philosophies of Nietzsche. And he started the Third Reich, which is the Nazis. So you see, one act can cause a whole lot of damage. And millions and millions of people died from that, just him writing these books. And you still have in the ripples. Exactly. So this is what I'm saying. It's it's not just, oh, so what I, you know, I told a little small lie. The little small lie can cause something in the future to happen. You have to consider these things. Seriously. When God talks about one sin is not greater than the other, it's the reason why. Because every single thing that we do, every act that we do, affects creation. All of it. So you always need to consider that. Back to scriptures. I didn't mean to throw a tantrum. and they're being judged, right? And verse 19, now this is where it gets real real crazy. Verse 19, bleeding into uh, chapter 12. And he says, And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake once again, and great hail. Imagine that. Here's the earthquake. Here comes the tsunami. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. He's speaking of Mary right now. And upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. 
And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon. His name would be Lucifer. Great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew. Here's the key. What do we say what happened with Lucifer when he fell out of heaven? His tail drew part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Wow. So we, we, we thank Lucifer, but you got to remember, there's a whole lot of people who did his will on this earth. One being Herod, the terrible. When he heard of Christ being born, he went out and killed all the kids, two years and younger. Why? Because he was trying to kill the child as soon as he was born. Is that the scripture says? That's what Herod was doing. I get this. What did God tell Joseph and Mary to do? To, to flee into Egypt, right? Get the scripture. I tell you, God, God is amazing. And she brought forth a <laughs> yeah, and he brought and she brought forth a man child, Christ, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Who sits in the throne with God? Jesus, the Christ. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. She went to Egypt until Jesus was about between the ages of seven and I believe thirteen or somewhere from there that they were in Egypt. Okay? So now they get to come back from, from Egypt once, uh, you know, all the crazy, and when Herod is dead. He says, and there was a war in heaven. In heaven, not on earth, but there's a war in heaven. Okay? Picture that. A war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels. So the dragon and his third of his angels fighting against Michael and the other two thirds of the angels. Okay? Because Michael is the, the general angel of all the angels. Then Gabriel after that. Okay? So, and it says, and, 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 and uh, Satan prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. But they were cast out. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Wow. Cast out, right? And he and it says, which deceived the whole world, entire world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation. Now comes Christ. Christ is getting ready to come. And strength 
in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Because that's what he did. When people say accuser, no, he don't go to tell on you. He goes to God to question your faith like he did Job. He didn't say, oh, God, Job is a bad person. I saw Job do this. He said, no, you say he's faithful to you. But I'm going to tell you, if you take everything away from him, he'll curse you. See? Accuser. He's not snitching on you, but he's questioning your faith to God. That's the accusing that he's doing. Accuser of the brethren. So he says that he was cast down, uh, which accused them before our God day and night. Can you imagine somebody? Can you imagine one of your children standing before you all the time trying to tell on somebody? Can you imagine that? No, can't imagine it. Too much. God got some patience to have this dude in front of him all the time snitching on people. <laughs> look, 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 did you see this one? Did you see that one? Did you see? Yeah, look at this. this you know, and he's got a legion of, of angels to go do the work. He ain't technically got to be there, so he can just go send his his his, his angels to do the dirty work, right? So it, it's crazy. So verse eleven, chapter twelve, and they overcame him. This is this is powerful, right here, y'all. Y'all better get this. And they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb, mm-hmm. and by the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. That's why your testimonies are important, people. Yeah. Amen. And they love not their lives unto the death. Yeah. That's a powerful scripture right there. Yeah. <laughs> My testimony. Hey. <laughs> Therefore. This is, a, this is another powerful one. Verse 12, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you. He's come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he hath not but a short time. time. Mm. Pastor, pastor. What do we all do when we're short on time? We try to get a whole lot done in a short period of time, don't we? Right. We yeah. try to get a lot done. Mm-hmm. We might have got one one of whatever we're trying to get done. Next thing you know, we got 20 on done in an hour because we only got that hour. You try to pack in as much as you can. So you talking about a person, as, they, as we all say, that is hell-bent on assuring that all of us is in hell. Right. Because he got a little grudge to 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 to, to deal with. Mm-hmm. Misery loves company. Right. Yeah. I better get this man. I better get it. It's powerful. And when the dragon, verse thirteen, and when the dragon saw that he was cast onto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. What happened to Eve? 
See, we see persecution as someone doing something to us, but all he has to do is suggest. That's it. Just suggest that you do something against God. Mm-hmm. He's not going to say it's against God. He's just going to suggest that, well, maybe you misinterpreting this. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is what he's saying. And what happens to your mind? You go to start thinking. Uh-huh. Now, remember I told you he questions Joel's faith. Now, he's in your mind. And guess what happens when your mind starts to turn and your mind starts to go the other way, starts to build up in here, in your heart. Then your heart changes. That's how he gets you. Once the heart changes, it's hard to get some people back. I think that's a good reference, though, too, because um, I have to give it to uh, Sister Nadine today. She was on fire. <laughs> she was on fire earlier. She was over there speaking. Um, but one thing that, um, like you had said, you know, the enemy comes and he puts these scenarios in our mind to make it seem like things are going a certain way. And one thing that she was talking about earlier was like, you know, um, God tells you to do a thing mm-hmm. or leads you to do something, and you do it and you don't have a lot of people supporting you and what you did. Mm-hmm. So now you begin to question whether that thing was God or not. And that questioning there doesn't really honestly almost uh, start with yourself. 99% of the time it starts with the enemy. Whispering in your ear to tell you all, you sure that was Jesus that, <laughs> that told you to do that? Are you sure that was God? Well, if it was God, why don't you have all these people, you know, following you? Mm-hmm. If it was God, how come you don't have this many likes? Mm-hmm. If it was God, this, and if it was God, that, to make you question the voice of God. Come on, girl. Because if I can snatch the voice of God out of your mind, I got you. Tell you anything. I can tell you anything, and now you trust in my voice versus God's voice. That's how he comes in. He comes in with subtle, and that was why the Lord sifts you like wheat. That's just ever so slightly. Come in there and come and sift you just a little bit. And what does he, what does he do? And, uh, and I was going to say this. For Sunday, but I, it's just like literally like on my shoulders right now. But vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Why did, why did, oh, why did he say that? He was trying to show us even today the vanity of our own minds, that, that, that we are allowing ourselves to be stolen away by vanity. That's how the enemy is fighting right now. The vanity of your own mind. If I can sit here and I can get you because you don't have 2,500 likes on something or whatever, if I can steal that, 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 that mindset away from you, to make you think that what you're doing is not for Christ or you haven't matured yet or you ain't who you say you are in Christ, I've got you. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I'm controlling you by yes. a software application.
I'm trying to sell you off to slavery like Joseph got sold. I'm not trying to have you make it to heaven. I want to cast your name out of the book of life. Because what happened when, when, when Joseph got sold, dad thought he was gone. He's dead. So what, did, what happens to the heritage now? I don't have 12 sons no more. I only have 11. So what, what I was going to give to the 11, to the 12th one, I got to divvy up amongst the other 11. So your kingdom of heaven is gone. You got nothing to claim no more. This is what he comes to do. So the next time you see yourself in trouble, next time you see stuff crumbling down around your world, know that you are on the right path to God. That's right. That's right. Because if there ain't no trouble in your way, Mm -hmm. you might want to cause some trouble to be in your way. (laughs) Because, like I said, everything running smooth. There's something ain't right in your life. Christ, Christ takes care of you. He ain't going to let you fall in the pit. Mm-hmm. And I had wanted to read that because, like I said, and I'm, I'm going jump, I'm to jump over. I'm going to read one verse here. In, in verse 7 of chapter 13, and, and it talks about Satan and, and, and everything that he did. And it says, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Mm-hmm. And here's the word, and to overcome them. Mm. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Mm. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are written in the book of life of the Lamb slain for the foundation of the world. But get this. There's hope, people. This is why God loves us so. Back to 1 John chapter 5. And I'm going to finish this off, verses 6 through 12. And we're going to finish this on a high note. Verse 6, this is he that came by war and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that bears witness, because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Okay. So anybody, everything else you're talking about the Trinity is right there. Amen. Amen. Verse 18. Verse 8, I'm sorry. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. This is what God finishes off for us, guys. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not God hath made him a liar, because he believed not the record that God gave of his son. These are the people who have been fooled by Satan. 
And this is the record that God has given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his son. Eternal life is in Christ. Yes. In Christ alone. Not Satan, not no man, not no woman. Yes. Last verse, verse 12. This is the kicker. He that hath the Son has life. Yes. And he that hath not the Son of God has not life. Yes. So it bears witness to each and every one of us. And what did Christ say? I will bear witness unto you to my Father. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you what? Believe upon me and believe in me and not deny me. Yes. These are the people that are written in the book of life. Yes. How do we overcome him? By the blood of the Lamb. Damn. That's it. We are already saved. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, if I gave you a million dollars, you're a millionaire. But will you take that million dollars and will you squander it away? Because you can be a millionaire or you can be dead broke. Yes. You can have life or you cannot have life. You can be in death. So Christ is saying, I am making you a millionaire. I'm making you an heir to my throne. Mm-hmm. Come dwell with me. He who dwelleth in the secret place. <laughs> Come on, people. Yes. 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 The earthquakes are going to come. The tsunamis are going to come. But what did he say in, in, in those, those, those weeks we read before? Those angels came down and marked his people. That's right. Mm-hmm. He said, whoa, whoa, before all this craziness kicked off, let me get mine out of there. No, you always say, let me get mine out of there before you put that, you know, <laughs> you know, before you put that hot sauce on there. I don't want hot sauce on mine. Let me get mine out. <laughs> right? Right. That's right. how we do it, right? Mm-hmm. God the same way. Where do you think we get it from? Mm-hmm. That's how he does let me mark mine. Hold on. Let me get mine out of the way. Okay, now y'all go, go with the craziness. Go and do what yes. you got to do because mine are protected. Yes. Protected what? By the blood and the faith that is in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Verse 4, once again, in verse 5 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. That's right. Yes. And this is the victory mm-hmm. that overcometh the world, mm-hmm. even our faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So don't sit there and woe's me. Mm-hmm. No. Tell the devil, come on, because when you fight me, you're going to fight a whole army. A whole, whole tribe. Because it ain't just me you got to go against. Okay? This is an unfair fight because I ain't coming by myself. Like they say on the streets, when I see you on the street, it's going to be me, my brothers, my sisters. We all going to kick your butt. <laughs>
take my testimony. Oh, I got this one got crushed. Uh-huh. You can't take my testimony. Amen. That's mine. I earned that. <laughs> I went through. I overcame that test. I overcame that situation. I got a testimony. Okay? <laughs> you can't Boy, take that away.
Christina on the phone. Um, do you have anything you want to add before we close? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyone else, Tina? You good? Okay. All right. Um, go ahead. Um, that will conclude our summer Bible study or school or whatever you want to call it. Um, I hope, again, I hope you guys truly, truly got something out of it. Yes. Um, next week, I'm going to give you guys a break. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for that, Pastor. Give you the break, yeah. and then we'll we'll reveal the week afterwards, and um, I'll come back with some um, and I'll revamp the uh, study guide and I'll uh, email. And Debbie, make sure I, I don't think I have your email just yet. I don't think so because I didn't get it the first time. Yeah. So make make sure you text text me yeah. your email. And I'll and I'll, as I work on the um, the updated um, schedule, I'll get it out to everyone um, so everyone will have it. Um, I'm going to do a little change up from what I originally had on there, so just be looking forward to come. Okay. Uh, so if you got any questions or any suggestions, just let me know uh, before I finalize it. Okay, because I want to try to get that out. Uh, hopefully by the middle of next week I can get it out. Okay. Any studies coming up on the Holy Spirit? On the what now? The Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. <clears throat> um, we didn't have anything. Um, again, my original plan was to have you guys do the studies for the remainder of the year to get you guys oh, wow, involved. Yes. Get you guys involved in uh, taking turns each week to to uh, bring forth the study. Um, oh, wow, Okay, so uh, I tell you, I just, this is what I'll do. I'm going to revamp it regardless because, like I said, when I originally made it, yeah. some people was with us, some people weren't, you know, so I got to make yeah. sure we, I got a list of consistency is my issue because yeah. uh, I don't want to put someone in there that's not going to be able to not do it. Not going to make it. Right. So, um, that that goes again. Availability is hard because things come up in our lives. We don't know from week to week what's going to be. Um, so what I'll do once a month, I'll give someone a chance to bring forth the study. Uh, so if you got a month that you feel will work better for you, text me. Let me know uh, before I make the list up. Um, and then from there, I'll, again, revamp it uh, accordingly uh, to, what, to what I want to put in there for you guys. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay, awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I bet you waving all the time. What you're looking somewhere at. Oh, I didn't even know you were there. I didn't even hear. Oh, I didn't even yeah. hear. I was like, no. Yeah. All right. So, and, uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, anyone? Uh, anyone have any prayer requests? Um, go ahead, Yeah. <laughs> I really need some prayer at work. Um, you know, just from peace to just total turmoil. So I really need some prayer at 
And 
before you enter into the house, you bind the strong man so that you have the control over the day, over the house, over the situation, and you're um, giving it to the Lord and that whatever you speak in that situation, when you bring, when you come into the room, you bring light, the change, and everything must bow before God. So even in situations of war, like we were talking about earlier, when war comes to your to your footsteps, you know the enemy. You see his devices. My eyes are open to see that this is not a physical battle, but this is a spiritual battle. Okay, so I'm going to have to change my tactics here. Right, <laughs> Okay. And put on your armor. And put and put on my armor and, and say, okay, you know what, there's still a purpose that has to be served here of what I have yep. to do, but I'm going to put some Jesus on this. Okay, so we're going to stop this meeting right now or, you know, just give me a, I'm going to be right back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, talk, talk about yourself. Right. Okay? I'm going to be right back. You know, I'm, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go over here real give quick. Give me five minutes. That's all I need. Or, or, I'll be right back. You yeah. hold that thought. Right. Or even before I go into my meeting, you know, bringing Jesus. And I know that even on my job, there's like specific people that, that really give me the same attitude that you're talking about. And as, as leaders, it's hard because people will challenge you and you're trying to keep control of the situation. So there's particular people, I literally know it already off the back. I got to spend me about five minutes praying, interceding, laying hands on seats, and, and tables and, 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 and walls and everything, like, Lord, I need you to be in here. It's send your angels. Help me because I know who I am, and I know how I can, you know, be pulled out of myself into this situation. So definitely bind the strong man. Amen. And we're going to pray on that. We're definitely going to pray on that. Any other prayer requests? I don't want to. I don't have a prayer request, but something came to my mind about okay. um, what you guys are talking about and what I can hear because I can, you know, I never have a great connection. And, oh. but, you know, what I was listening and what something that I um, was reading or in my heart like the last couple weeks, and it has something to do with a scripture about how easy it is to love the people that love us. Right, but the people that don't show us love, we need that's, to show them love. Because how Lord. easy it is to show love to someone who loves you, but someone who doesn't love you, you know, and you you or what does Christ say? And you've seen them, or you've not. You know what I'm, the scripture I'm referring yes. to? I'm sure the pastors do. Yes, I, and I, I do find know that. That has been like something that's been really beneficial to me the last couple of weeks. And um, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know if it applies, but I just wanted to throw it out there. It's easier uh, it to, does, to love apply. someone who loves you, but it's not so easy to love someone that doesn't love you. But because right. we are love, we are taught love, you know, he. You know, what can he do with that? If you're loving him, then, you know, 
what can he say? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, any, any, Thank um, you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Regina. Um, any other specific prayer requests? Um, I know we want to um, continue to pray for Brother Willie. Um, and I think if no one else has anyone, anyone else or anything else, we'll, we'll go into it. Okay. All right. Um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord God, you are so awesome. You are so omnipotent. You are such a lover. And you are such a father. Lord God, you are our friend. You shield us, Lord God, from the storm. Lord God, you do in us great things beyond ourselves, Lord God. You stretch us and you make us and you mold us. You prepare us, Lord God, for situations that we don't know about. We thank you, Lord God, because you go into our future. And you, Lord God, blot out our past. I thank you, Lord God, for even the words on tonight that they will sow a seed in us so deep, Lord God, that our change will come tomorrow. That, Lord God, when we wake up tomorrow, Lord God, there will be a newness in every one of us, Lord God, that our eyes will be open, our spiritual awareness will be acute. That, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, we will walk with the spirit of peace. Lord God, we will have a sound mind knowing, Lord God, what the end will be. We thank you, Lord God, because we know that we have your name written upon our foreheads, Lord God, that we are yours, Lord Father, and nothing can touch us, Lord God. And, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you have got a hedge of protection about us, Lord Father. That cannot be crossed, Lord God. And, Lord Father, even on tonight, if nothing else you have told us, there is more that is with us than is against us. We have the capability, Lord God, to be the people, Lord Father, that you would have us to be. We pray, Lord Father, that each and every one of us receive that change in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus specifically for our sister, Debbie, Lord God. Lord God, we pray, Lord God, you begin to touch her. You begin to, Lord God, calm her soul, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will put a song in her that will lullaby her to sleep, Lord God, that she will be able to rest, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, and that that her sleep will not be stolen. And I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that you begin to gird up the loins of her mind. And, Lord God, she is an overcomer. But not only that, Lord God, she is a tool to be used by you in the lives and the souls of the people that she meets. And, Lord God, she is on this job for a reason. And, Lord, you gave me the word to send to her. Lord God, let it be ever so clear in her mind. Show her the people that she is there for. Show her the souls that you have for her, Lord God, and that she is assigned to. I pray, Lord God, that she complete the task on this job in the name of Jesus and that nothing will get in her way, not even herself. 
And I pray, Lord God, build her up. Build her up, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, in the area of anger. And we rebuke, Lord God, the, the past that wants to come back in the name of Jesus. And we put it down in Jesus' name. That it will not have a stronghold over her. But, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, we replace it with the spirit of peace, love, and a sound mind. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that even in her home there will be peace, that in her relationships with her family, her friends, and every area of her life will be peace. We pray, Lord Father, her interactions, Lord God, even with strangers, there will be peace. We pray, Lord God, that even on this job, Lord God, that you will show her, Lord God, how to build her team in the name of Jesus, who to take away and who to place, Lord God. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that your divine order be and have its way in her life. We pray, Lord God, for Brother Willie right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Continue to comfort him, keep him. Put your mind in him, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, he reach out to you like never before within his life, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, there be peace within his soul. In Jesus' name do we pray all of these things. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you guys once again for coming out. Have a blessed week. See you guys Sunday. And remember, you guys... Next week off. So have a blessed one, guys. Love you, Thanks guys. Thanks for coming. Love you, Daddy. Have a blessed one. <laughs> Love you. Good night, Regina. Good night. Love you, Love you, Faith. Love you. Love you, Regina. Love you all. Yeah. <laughs> you guys haven't met her. She's out in Vegas. Oh, I thought it was uh, Regina. Nah. Nah, that's a different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you guys. See you soon. Yeah, much love, much peace. Talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, take care, Regina. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.